0: You've got nothing to be afraid of. You've got nothing to worry about. Thank you so much, guys. We want to welcome everyone who's joining us online. God is so good, and you know, He he just won't quit on you. (laughs) He just won't do it because He loves you too much, and it doesn't matter uh, how uh, poorly you think you've performed in your life. It doesn't matter. His love for you isn't based on your performance, right? It's not based on how many people you help cross the street. Right, It's not based on how many prayers you've prayed. It's not based on how much Bible you read or how many churches you've gone to. It's based on his love for you. His love for you is based on who he is. And nothing can change how much he loves you. He loves you with all that he is all the time, and nothing will ever change that. So you may as well just accept it, right? You may as well just receive his love so you can be whole and move forward in life. Hallelujah. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you with all that He is. He loves you with all that He is. He doesn't play any head games. He doesn't manipulate. He just loves. Hallelujah. When He speaks to you, it's love talking. Hallelujah. We need to get used to love talking. I wasn't used to that growing up. I was used to manipulation. And and someone would say one thing to me, but I knew they didn't mean what they said. That They were trying to get something from me. But when I started to hear my father speak, it fixed, started fixing things inside of me. He's got a pure voice and pure motives. What's his, mo- what's his motive? Your wholeness. Your well-being. That's his motive. Isn't that awesome? God's motivation is your well-being. That's why Jesus came, didn't he? He didn't come for himself. All that he did, all that he went through... All that he endured he endured for your he endured for your well-being. Oh, that's beautiful. That's be, I need a savior just like that. I need a savior that loves me completely. That's willing to go through what he went through so that I could be whole. I've never I've never known a love like this. Hallelujah. How you doing this morning? Are you awake? Hey online, those of you who join us online, we're so glad that you, that you connected with us through the internet, fully participate, just grab a hold of everything that God has for you from the start of this time together to the very end, fully participate, worship God, sing in your living room, you ever sing in your living room? I hope you do. It'll change the, the atmosphere of your home. Just open up your mouth when you get up in the morning and get out of bed. Now, if your wife's still sleeping, don't shout, but just start saying, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, right? And as you go into the shower, I even sometimes do it when I'm brushing my teeth, but then I dribble toothpaste (laughs) down my chin and onto my shirt, and that's not good. So you do have to exercise some, some wisdom when you're brushing your teeth. Praise Him, praise Him in the noonday. Praise Him in the morning when you get up. Praise Him when your head's on the pillow. I, even sometimes as I'm sleeping, you know, and your mind is going, and and sometimes I'll start having a dream. You know, all dreams are not from God. That's silly, right? Sometimes our minds just running, and sometimes there's spiritual warfare going. Sometimes it's just nothing. But if it's something that is not uh, in agreement with the nature of God, I'll start rebuking it in my sleep. Yeah. And sometimes maybe my lips are even moving. I just start worrying. God, you're so good. Yeah. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Heads on the pillow. You know, it's one in the morning, two in the morning. I'm just worried. Yeah, you know, you're so good. I don't accept that. We don't accept dark thoughts for at any time for any reason. We've been brought out of that kingdom, right? We brought it, brought into the light of his love for us. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. I hope you're ready to be different. I, come on. Are you ready to be different? People are going to laugh at you. People are going to criticize you. People are going to think you're crazy. (laughs) Well, we're on the love boat here at Highway Church. Hope you got on the love boat last week. Let's all sing it together. The love boat. Soon we'll be making another run. The love boat. Promise is something for everyone. <laughs> I learned the next line of that. That's all I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am not endorsing the show, by the way. <laughs> it just fit with the scriptures I was reading I, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 14, the message, when it says we're all in the same boat, it's love boat, so there you go. But I remember watching it as a kid. I don't remember what it's about, but it was a popular show back in the 80s. And so we're talking about the love of Christ, the love Christ has for us. And all of us are in the same boat. All of us need his love, right? Every single person. Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about worldview. I'm not talking about cultures. I'm not talking about what nation a person is from. Every human being, regardless of what nation they're from, regardless of what political uh, party they belong to, regardless of what cultural traditions they've been involved in, regardless of how many followers they have on Insta, everybody needs to fully experience the love Christ has for them. We can't function properly until we immerse ourselves in his love for us. We can't. And religious tradition gets in the way of that. Because religious tradition puts the focus on you and your performance, not on him and his performance. And none of us can measure up. All of us have blown it. All of us have fallen short. All of us have missed it, right? Yeah. So why do we cry and pretend that we're, that we're, we're going to make it somehow, or we're going to do better, or we're going to somehow do everything right? We're not going to. Can we just be honest? I'm never going to do everything right. I'm not. Is that shocking? I don't think my wife would be his big amen on that one, right? <laughs> I'm never going to do everything just right. If that's your focus, you're going to stumble and fall. It's going to trip you up. So what I like to focus is on how much he loves me. Well, that's trivial. No, it's everything. There's nothing deeper than his love for you. If you'll focus on how much he loves you, you'll be amazed at the things you begin to do. And what you used to struggle to do right will become natural to you. It will become effortless righteousness. Effortless righteousness. Now, in, in, in man's religious tradition, you can't put those two words together. Righteousness is hard, hard work. And you keep trying harder, and hopefully you'll do better. If you do worse, you're in big trouble. So you try harder. And it becomes this downward spiral and leads to endless bondage. But we're not like that at Highway, right? We realize that's, that's a dead end. That our salvation is found in His love for us. So we spend our time meditating on how much he loves us. That's all you need to think about. That's all you need to think about is how much he loves you. Everything else will fall into place. Isn't it funny how the devil has hidden that simple truth from so many believers? All you need to think about is his love for you and what, he, what his love for you moved him to accomplish for you through his death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. If a symptom uh, tries to enter my life, I think about how much he loves me. And that love crushes that symptom because his love has provided divine health for us. I'm not talking about being healed from one thing. I'm talking about living your life healthy for the rest of your life. Divine health. Are you ready to be different? Come on, you're on the love boat now. We can't go back to shore. We're way out there. Sorry, you're just gonna have to just stay on the boat. Because we're way out in the middle of the water now. <laughs> When we realize how much God's love for us, how much God loves us, His love for us becomes our reason for living. His love becomes the boat we're in that moves us forward into the abundant life He's prepared for us. You know, when you're on a big boat, when you, I, now I, I've been on some different kinds of boats. I've never gone on a cruise ship yet. But you know you don't have to paddle on a cruise ship? You don't. Can you imagine how long the oars would be if everybody on the deck was, come on. I don't think as many people would want to go on cruises, would they? But you know what you can do on a cruise ship? You can sit in your recliner on the deck and, and go get some strawberries from the buffet, right? Chocolate strawberries, yeah. The Lord has prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies, in the midst of what the devil is taunting you with. You can go sit on your recliner and go get some chocolate-covered strawberries. In other words, there's no there's this doesn't depend on your rowing. The Christian life is not this. <laughs> The Christian life is this, walking with him, walking on the water with him. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants to love you into a brand new life. I'm talking about never going back now. Hallelujah. The doors are open if you want to run. This would be a good chance to <laughs> get I'm talking about never going back to how you used to be. I mean, he wants to love you into a brand new life, a life that's better than you've ever dreamed of. Only his love can take you there. He wants to love you into the reality of him. (laughs) And I'm telling you, his love changes everything. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is our love boat passage. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) I like being so far out from shore I can't go back. Are you there in your walk with him? Are you so far out there's no going back? If you're not, you really haven't started walking with him yet. (laughs) <laughs> he's out of the water and you're kind of listening and you know you get in your little dinghy and row out there a little bit and he's saying step out of your dinghy and walk on the water with me maybe we should call this message out of the dinghy <laughs> hey, <laughs> I left my dinghy for a love boat. Hello. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. I went from being a ding dong in a dinghy to li- living in a love boat, baby. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 13, you haven't seen anything yet. Just hold on. For if we are beside ourselves, mad, as some say, it's for God and it concerns Him. If we are in our right mind, it's for your benefit. Passion Translation says if we are out of our minds, in a blissful divine ecstasy is God's fault <laughs> It's because we've chosen to pursue him with our whole person. When you choose to pursue him with your whole person, you will enter into a blissful, divine way of living. <laughs> Blissful, divine ecstasy. Verse 14. For Christ's love, his love for us, compels us. The Amplified says, controls, urges, and impels us. It moves us to the place where there are no other options in our decision making process see when when you begin to realize how much he loves you it absolutely changes everything it changes your motives it changes your reason for living You you begin making decisions based on His love for you. You become captivated by Him. And now all day long you're thinking about Him and you begin to uh, rearrange your life in a way that you know pleases Him. And if there are things in your life that don't... in the love boat you let those things go you don't want them anymore because his love has taken over now I remember uh, growing up and just lost as lost can be Uh, got, got drunk a lot as I started getting into my teen years probably around 15 years old and uh, I don't know what the drinking age now in Pennsylvania where I grew up I think it was 21 uh, but that didn't stop me and I had a, a number of a, a lot of alcohol in my family and uh, I had relatives who came from Finland and boy they liked their alcohol and they drank that stuff that was clear <laughs> you know like 100 proof or whatever You know, <laughs> white lightning it would just knock you out and uh, I was so lost, I was hurting so much on the inside because of the, the pain going on in the home I grew up in, the fighting and the uh, bitterness and the uh, rage between family members. I just wanted somehow to end that. I wanted somehow, I wanted to escape from that. And I thought that I could just drink and numb it away, but that didn't work. And then uh, I remember as a... Uh, I don't know, probably somewhere in that age, I was walking uh, behind a department store, and there was a dumpster behind this department store, and there was this little book in the dumpster. And this is back in the 80s; didn't have the internet, okay. And I picked this book up, and it was a it was a pornographic novel. I'm like maybe 15. I don't know how old I was, somewhere in there. And uh, so back in the day, you couldn't go on a phone, you couldn't go online. It was not easy to get a hold of pornography, if you can believe that. And, uh, but somehow, someone put it in a dumpster, and I picked it up. I didn't even know what it was, and I started reading it. And it was a, a nasty, dark, immoral, evil book, but I just kept reading it. I didn't know Jesus, didn't know the Bible. I, my life was a mess. I was in a lot of pain, so I took the book home with me, and I hid it in my desk. Why did I hide it? Yeah, I didn't have to read any Bible. I knew it was wrong, right? Yeah, I knew something was wrong about it, but I kept doing it, kept reading this book. And so I kept doing these things, and it wasn't until before my 20th birthday that I came to know Christ. We're talking about changing your reason for living, and if there's things in your life that don't fit the love boat, you let them go. And you know, when I came to Christ, I wasn't thinking about what I had to give up. My entire focus was about knowing Him. I mean my entire focus. All that I wanted was to know Him. I'm just telling you my story. And I I had to walk away from where I grew up. Because it was just, there's nothing there for me. No Jesus there for me. Too many, too many, too many conflicting uh, situations. I had to get out. So I began to, to talk to God and follow him. I shared this with you last week. But I just wanted him more. And you know what? I never thought, okay, I've got I've to quit getting smashed. I've got to quit porn. I never thought about that. I just pursued him and I'm telling you those things disappeared with no effort on my part I'm boasting in the Lord I hope you're hearing me so many try to stop doing things that are wrong but if you'll just get caught up in his love for you those things will disappear The emphasis is on the wrong thing. So I I have an issue with this, an issue with that. So I focus on the issue and try and defeat it. That won't work. That's what the world does. No, we focus on who he is and how much he loves us. And that becomes everything to us. Not 50% of our thinking. Not 83% of our thinking. It becomes the way we live. It becomes the way we move. It becomes who we are. Partial Christianity is lame. I feel for people who are, who are halfway in. I can't do that. I need all that He is every day of my life. Christ's love controls and urges. And impels us. It moves us to the place where there is no other option but him. So I came to know him in the spring of 1989, right before my 20th birthday. I think it was March, approaching April 13th, my birthday. And... Um, A buddy of mine brought me to his church, and I shared with you last week, I'd never been to a church like this. The people were happy. (laughs) That was weird. Yeah. They were laughing and smiling and singing and lifting their hands and dancing and loved being around each other. They were praying in the Spirit, which I didn't understand what that was. There were gifts of the Spirit operating but I knew I had found Jesus and I couldn't get enough. Listen to me. From that moment on till this moment, I began to build my life around Christ, on Christ, and around the things of Christ, which meant going to church. (laughs) (laughs) Meant physically being in church every week. I would, it was a given. Do right. I, I, you know me? You know I'm not religious. <laughs> you know what? I'm not trying to, to, to promote any kind of religious tradition. I'm talking about following God's plan for your life. Uh-huh. Now, religious tradition, forget it. I don't want any part of it. But God has called his people to assemble yes. corporately, yes. regularly. Because there are major benefits for you and for me and for us as we gather. Yeah. Forget religious tradition. Yeah. Right? Now listen to me. I'm going to stay here a little bit. I know it's uncomfortable. Literally from that day back in night, spring of 89 to this day, and until I see him, That's right. I build my life on his things. You say, well, you're a pastor. I wasn't a pastor back then. <laughs> Has nothing to do with being a pastor. Nothing to do with being a pastor. I'm a disciple of Jesus. So now what's important to him is really important to me. Right? And that means my schedule changes. That means my calendar is built on his priorities. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. And I tell you what, I'm so thankful. Because the blessings, the love, the joy, the healing, the power, the glory, and the peace that I've enjoyed, I wouldn't trade for anything. But uh, this is, I'm not talking about works, I'm talking about relationship. Because I chose to receive his love for me. And let his love build the foundation of my calendar. It created a culture inside of me where life grew. I'm not saying any of this because I'm a pastor. I'm saying it because he loves me and I love him and he loves you. Do you know that every one of God's sons and daughters is called to build their calendar on the priorities of Jesus? No matter what line of work you're in, it's for everybody. In fact, Jesus, he said, anyone who does not take up his cross daily and follow me. Daily means Monday, right? Even on Tuesday. Wednesday too. Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday is not worthy of me. Wow. Anyone who does not hate father or mother, brother, sister, children, parents, compared to their love for me is not worthy of me, right? In other words, compared to our love for Jesus, everything else looks like hate. <laughs> are you getting me? Yeah. Didn't Jesus say that? Am I making this up? Do you know? Do you know the words of Jesus? Are his words guiding you? Have you have you spent enough time in his word so it's the culture of your heart now? Yeah, yeah. And then when you're when you're looking at your calendar, his words are are building your life. I'm talking about full immersion. You know, it was interesting. I learned, I guess it was back in World War II, that there was a great need for, for the Allied troops, and for USA and the Allied troops, to learn German and to learn Japanese because of all the secret messages that were going back and forth and the, uh, the enemy that we faced. Almost won. Almost took over. Europe and, and, and other nations as well. So they had to train people to speak German and Japanese, and for someone who speaks English, that's a big change. Especially the further east you go, it's a whole different way of making sounds. And what they discovered is the best way and the quickest way to learn that language was full immersion. That means they brought them into a a culture. They prepared an isolated setting for them. And if they were to learn Japanese, all that was spoken 24 hours a day, seven days a week, was Japanese. And they found that they could begin speaking it conversationally flowing. I forget, it was like in four to six weeks by full immersion. They weren't allowed to speak their native tongue. Full immersion. I believe Jesus has called us to full immersion in him. Where we speak his language. Where we, we are fully immersed in what he says. It's our 24-7 uh, station that we're on. Not talking about works. Not talking about trying harder. Talking about love. See, I'm, I'm fully immersed with my wife. We actually live together. We sleep together. I've I've even used her toothbrush. It was an accident, but I have. That's full immersion right there, right? That is full immersion right there. <laughs> I believe God wants you to use His toothbrush. (laughs) Put what He says in your mouth and speak it. (laughs) The New Testament, in modern modern speech, says, "For the love of Christ overmasters us." How many? Anyone know what the Masters is? Golf tournament. It's a very prestigious golf tournament, and if you win the tournament, what do you get? Green jacket. Green jacket. Yeah. The love of Christ overmasters us. In other words, there's a prize. There is a possession. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, a putting on of Jesus yeah. that moves us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he becomes the jacket that we wear. He becomes the course that we play. Hallelujah. Verse 14 in the message translation says, Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. You're too extreme. There's a good kind of extreme. When it's his love, be extreme. The Passion Translation says uh, love it's His love that fuels our passion. The love of Christ fuels our passion. Because we are absolutely convinced that He has given His life for all of us. Back to the Message Translation. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love has the first... And last word in everything we do. I'm just listening. This is not a prepared sermon. We're living in the world, but we're not of the world. If you're not fully immersed in him, you'll let the world fill your calendar for you. We made a decision before we got married that we'd be fully immersed in him. And while we were married, and while we have children, and we build our family, we not that we haven't made mistakes, but our focus was being fully immersed in Him. So our schedule, as a family, calendar, all of those things for the last twenty six years has been about this: that His words, His love for us, would be first. And last, the first and last word in everything we do. And that caused some people to think we're a little weird, or a lot weird. Some of my relatives thought I lost lost my mind. You know? What in the world are you doing? You know? You're always in church. You're reading the Bible. Always reading the Bible. I just like chocolate-covered strawberries too much. Pardon me. Our firm decision, we're unmoving in this. We're unmoving in this. No one can talk us out of this. The devil will try. Why don't you just be like everybody else? Come on. There. Everyone else is going out and doing this and... Come on, and you need to, you know, I mean, come on. You're going to do what with your life? Why don't you just, you know, go to school, get a degree, and do what everybody's telling you to do? What's the Holy Spirit leading you to do? Well, I don't know. Then get with him till you do. People quit too easy. Say a little prayer and say, okay, God, okay. And then they go on with their life, and they haven't, they haven't fully immersed themselves. If you don't know what the Holy Spirit wants for you, then jump in the deep end. Fully immerse yourself. Go home today. Close the door and just get with them until you know something. I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about marriage. I live with my wife every day. And I can't get enough. I'm talking about fully devoted to one. That's where life is. When you're fully devoted to one. I'm not, I'm boasting the Lord, and I'm just trying to find a balance here or, or a way of saying this. I don't want you to get into a works mentality, but I want you to know there are days in my life since spring of 1989 where maybe I spent three, four, five, six, 24 hours with God. and maybe i fell asleep during some of that time hours with him why fully immersed the christian life is not reading a little principle and then say okay i got that it's living with christ it's being united with the messiah and it is like a marriage it's full devotion Many things have gone on in this world because God's people were not fully immersed. Just just being real with you. We are a power in this earth. Same as Jesus. But you got to go all in. There are times I just want to spend time with I didn't even care if I ever ate again. I just wanted him. Just wanted to be with him. So I just spend time with him. I, I wish I'm talking about just being in a room by myself. No no TV, no radio. Just the written word and the Holy Spirit and just worshiping him for hours. Those have been the sweetest times of my life. And I see people say, well, I prayed about that. Did you really? Did you fully give yourself to the Holy Spirit? I'm telling you, answers will come when you're fully immersed. I don't know how to preach a partial Christianity. I don't know it. All I know how to preach is full immersion. Immersion. I believe and I see Jesus calling us to that. But this isn't heavy. It actually gives you a buoyancy. It it propels you forward. It lifts you up and inspires you. How we doing? Are you still with us online? His love full fuels our passion. Our firm decision is to work from this focused center. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. The love boat. There's my scripture, right? My love boat scripture. Verse 15, and he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. Isn't that what love is? When you begin living for someone else. Isn't that what love is? Love is living for someone else. I don't think I've ever said that before. It'd be a nice little plaque. On the wall there. (laughs) Love is living for someone else. See, that's so contrary to the world. Love is about me getting what I want. Right? Isn't that the mantra of the world? Love is about me having it my way. Well, in the kingdom, love is about living for him. We don't live for ourselves anymore. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny, people think I'm in full-time ministry because I wanted to be in full-time ministry. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I, you think I want to do this? Uh-uh. He asked me. That's right. he asked. That's right, and I said, yes, because I've chosen to live for him. That's right. He might ask you. wasn't on my radar but the closer I got to him I began to see people in a different way I began to see how much he valued mankind and that what he did to redeem mankind began to grow inside of me and I couldn't keep quiet about it I had to tell people that everything's been laid on Jesus just come as you are and believe He died for all that those who live would no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. I don't know. Do we have the Passion Translation up there after that? I'm sorry. Verse 15. If not, I'll just read it. It says, So that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives. You should have left earlier when the door is open, Right? Oh, that's such a painful way to live. I watched my biological family growing up living self-absorbed lives. And they were miserable. The only happiness they found is if if there was a moment in time when they were getting what they wanted. Then they'd be less irritable. I wouldn't even call it happy. A self-absorbed life is a life of misery, it's a life of loneliness. Why am I doing that? Well, there's things stirring in my spirit and so I'm praying in this spirit and as I do that, uh, what's in my spirit rises up and comes out in English. I want to explain that to you. So I'm not talking to you in tongues. I'm just praying in the Spirit. It's something we do regularly, right? So that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for Him. How can I tell if I'm living a self-absorbed life? I'm touchy. I get offended easily. <laughs> Things other people do offend to me. And I feel I have to go around changing everybody. Yeah. Self absorbed. I somehow think that I'm the standard everyone needs to okay. <laughs> hey, adhere to, right? self-absorbed life. As opposed to a life that's poured out for him, right? Love endures long and is patient and kind. The love of Christ has been shed abroad in our hearts. Love endures long and is patient and kind. It's not touchy or fretful, or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. you ready for this? And it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. (laughs) The message says he included everyone in his death, verse 15, so that everyone could also be included in his life. See, when you live a life that's poured out for Him, He pours Himself into you. (laughs) So that everyone could also be included in His life. A resurrection life. A life free from all darkness and bondage. A life of wholeness and purpose. A life of peace and joy. You go out with joy and you're led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills clap their hands before you. (laughs) A far better life than people ever lived on their own. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, you need the Holy Spirit. You need to give Him the right of way in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. (laughs) The sun will no more be your light by day. Neither the brightness of the moon shall shine upon you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your will be your glory <laughs> hallelujah oh thank you lord hallelujah so shall my word be that goes forth out of your mouth It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. You shall go out with joy. This is what a life poured out for him looks like. This is from Isaiah uh, chapter 55. You don't have to put it up there. I'm just going to read it. Uh, Verses 12 and 13. You can write it down. Look at it later. It says, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. That's shalom, that's well-being, wholeness, prosperity. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Have you ever uh, sat on the ground beneath a fir tree with the soft needles? Wow, is that comfortable. I don't know, I don't know my, my breeds of trees, but there's a type of uh, evergreen that has these soft needles. And they're so soft you could sleep on them. Instead of the thorn, I remember going in my grandpa's woods as a kid, we would say we were trailblazing. And man, we would go through so many thorns, our jeans would be ripped coming out. And ripped jeans weren't in back then. Instead of the thorn shall come up the first tree. So instead of things ripping at you and tearing you apart, you'll be able to lay down and rest. Anxiety rips at us, doesn't it? Fears tear at you, right? Being overly concerned for things. These are thorns that poke you and try and tear at you and open you up. What God has for you is a soft place of rest. My yoke is easy. My load is light. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Instead of the thorn, shall come up the fir tree. And instead of the briar, ooh, I hated briars. And they would just cling to you. You had to come back out of the woods and sometimes someone else had to pull them off of you. Instead of the briar, shall come up the myrtle tree. Yes. Jennifer, what's your great-grandma's name? Can you tell us what a myrtle tree is? Pretty pink it smells, really it smells beautiful, doesn't there it? Is like South Carolina. Yeah. It's a beautiful tree with a beautiful flower and a beautiful aroma. Very fragrant, Very fragrant. yeah. We are the fragrance of Christ, yes. right? Hallelujah! the fragrance of salvation, the fragrance of his presence everywhere we go. So instead of thorns, we've got a fir tree, an easy yoke, a place of rest. Instead of briars, we have a a beautiful aroma. A beautiful appearance, which is the appearance of his peace and his love. And it shall be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. (laughs) He that puts his trust in me will possess the land and shall never be put to shame. Father, we thank you so much for this time in your word. Lord, you are the fir tree. You are the myrtle tree. Lord, you are our place of rest. You are the aroma that we long for, Father. You are the fragrance that heals us. You are the fragrance, you are the aroma therapy we need. And we thank you, Father, for the fragrance of your presence here among us in this warehouse today. And Lord, even for those who are joining us online. Lord, wherever your people are, there you are. That's right. We can have church in our living room, our bathroom, our, our bedroom, our kitchen, a warehouse. Walmart doesn't matter. Right now, Lord, we just lean on your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just, just I give Him your attention and just lean back on the Holy Spirit. We just want to let the Holy Spirit minister to everybody this morning during this time. Hallelujah. Is she a laurekamalandi? Ashila makote atishi makur. Idi alarrekamashunandi, kemulari. How the world is full with attractive things. Things that call to you, things that have an appearance. that draws you. But if you look with the eyes of your heart, you will see a beauty that's not of this world. A beauty that is the very beauty of Christ himself. The resurrection beauty of the Lord Jesus. A beauty that is real. A beauty that draws us A beauty that heals. A beauty that is not surface deep. A beauty that goes to the very core of you. It is a beauty that brings well-being. That brings joy and peace. Turn from the shallow things of this world to the beauty of your Savior. And begin living a life poured out for Him. A life of devotion to one. For that day has come. It is those who are fully immersed who will move forward in this day. Those who have turned from all and turned to Him. That will go forward, that will rise above the challenges of this day and walk in the glory of Christ Himself. From glory to more glory, from strength to more strength. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.